Welcome to Steamy Stories. This daily podcast features the best developing authors of love stories, along with exotic journals of passionate and explicit human interaction. Our curators have selected stories each day, bringing a diverse collection of storylines. Some are historic, some are futuristic, but they all relate to the human quest of physical and emotional desires for sexual expression. We delve into the youthful discovery of sexuality. We chronicle the vast expressions of healthy affection and sex drive. We feature the creative ways that real people overcome life's adversities and limitations and still find sexual fulfillment. And we celebrate the successes of people who restore losses in their love life and go on living in a pleasurable and generous way. Balanced sexuality is essential to healthcare for body, soul, and spirit. Subscribe to Steamy Stories podcast in your mobile apps and browsers. And now, today's story. Lost in Eros, Book 2, The Forest Part 13 by Bradenton Larry. Chapter 14. Reunion. Our heroes enjoy each other and a sisterhood orgy. Don held Tasha tightly in his arms and kissed the top of her head. For several moments, he just forgot about everything else and was happy to hold her. It had always been like that, one Tasha hug and he was totally in love with her. Whatever else was going on in his life, there was the constant affection he had for her, and in those all too brief moments, when they were together like this nothing else mattered. Of course, here in Eros, he had gotten used to having much more of her attention and enjoying quite a bit more than the occasional hug, but after being separated from her for a week a simple hug was a celebration. Gradually, he became aware that Shalonda and Nicole were also there, waiting to greet Tasha as well. Reluctantly, and only because he knew she wasn't going to fall off another cliff anytime soon, Don kissed her again and loosened his embrace. He smiled at her and said, Welcome back. Blushing a little, she grinned back at him and gave him a quick kiss, before turning to the girls who immediately attacked her with a happy group hug. Don looked to Daphne, who was busy eyeing the creature, who had escorted Tasha back to the castle. Somehow it hadn't really surprised Don to see a living, breathing minotaur here. Clearly, the big man bull alarmed the sisters, and the fact that he had docilely accompanied Tasha, who had apparently counted on the fact that the sisters would be alarmed, amused Don a great deal. Paying a bit more attention to the creature, Don noticed that the minotaur was anything but at ease here. He was looking about himself, as if he expected the sisters to attack him at any moment. Likewise, the sisters seemed tense, ready to defend themselves if the big creature went berserk. Amy noticed the minotaur's agitation and reached out to stroke his side, but this didn't really seem to help. Tasha, Don said, I don't think your friend there is too happy here. Oh? Tasha immediately extricated herself from the girls and walked over to the minotaur. She reached up and caressed his long, broad face and murmured encouragement. She said, if you want to go back outside, it's okay. Then, with an obvious and meaningful glance at Daphne, Tasha added, just don't go too far. We might need you again. Don smiled to see the minotaur clearly nod his head and turn and leave the way he had come in, sisters scattering to get out of his way. Don turned to Daphne, who had been watching all of these proceedings silently, and said, my friends and I don't intend to stay long just the night. Don thought he could see some conflicting emotions playing out in Daphne's blue eyes. He added, 
Perhaps a celebration of our visit is in order. Yes, of course, she smiled and nodded. We will have a party in your honor. I will have rooms made available for you to rest and bathe. Don wondered if he detected the first genuine jealousy he'd seen in Eros in Daphne's tone and choice of words. He continued to assert his dominance, saying, just one room will do. Daphne bowed her head a little, but Don could tell she wasn't smiling. In a short while, Don and the four women were alone in one of the castle's bedrooms. There was a large, low bed in the middle of the room and a small chamber off to the side that Tusha identified as a bathing room. You're pretty badly banged up, love, Tusha said with some concern. We better get you cleaned up and bandaged. As the women gently, but quickly, stripped his clothes off him, Don had to admit that he was feeling the abuse he'd suffered in his fighting with the sisterhood. His cheek was tender and a bit swollen, the area around and above his left eye was quite sore, and the cuts on his left shoulder and forearm stung annoyingly. Moreover, his muscles were sore and stiffening from what had been a long, strenuous fight with the sisters. It was all enough to put thoughts of sex a bit out of his mind, even though he was led naked into the side chamber by Tusha and Nicole, who were also stripping out of their clothes. Tusha dumped a bucket of cold water over his head, and this did nothing at all to rekindle his lust. He noticed that Tusha's belly was pretty seriously scraped up, but she assured him and the others that it was nothing and didn't even hurt anymore. As Tusha and Nicole took washcloths and soap to his sore body, Shalonda began to wash his hair, and Don reflected that he was leading a weird and wonderful life. Thinking of weird and wonderful, he remembered that he wanted to ask, so, Tusha, what have you been up to? Tusha laughed and began to tell them about her adventures. She tried to summarize things, but Don and the others wouldn't let her get away with that. She described her first encounter with the satyrs in as much detail as she could remember. The other three women found this story very interesting and clearly arousing as they all began to be more and distracted by the lovely and increasingly wet and soapy bodies at hand. Don also felt his body and interest responding. He would have returned to his normal self if Nicole weren't carefully cleaning his wounds and his head didn't ache quite so much. Still, he contributed his own fair share of probing questions. To one of these, Tasha responded, yes, two of them at once both in my pussy, but that's nothing. Well, it's definitely not nothing. Nicole said, looking up from Don's arm. No, but there's more, Tasha smiled. More than two in your pussy. Shalonda asked in surprised. Tasha laughed, no. How would that even work? Let me think about it, and I'll get back to you, Amy smirked. You do that, Tasha grinned. I meant, let me continue, and you'll see. Tasha told them about being captured and brought to the castle, and about how she'd been tied up to the X-shaped cross while they finished cleaning Don up. Another bucket of cold water was dumped over him, and he was told to sit on a nearby bench to dry, while they took turns bathing each other, starting with Shalonda. Now, Tasha told them about being thrown to the men. Oh, down where Don and Daphne fell and fucked. Shalonda asked. Oh, now I have to hear about that. Tasha said with surprising enthusiasm. Don laughed and said, no, no you finish your story, first. Fine, but I won't forget. Of course not, he smiled, leaning back against the stone wall. Okay, well, I figured there were two ways I could think of the situation. Tasha said and began to recount the story of her long gang bang. 
The girls weren't having any synopses, and pressed her for as much detail as she could remember. Shalonda was actually finished being bathed before things began to get seriously out of hand. Tasha was being bathed by six hands, and was saying, I got on my hands and knees, so I could suck that one big cock, and I told the others they'd have to take turns fucking. When she was distracted as Amy pushed several fingers into her. God, that feels so good. Tasha breathed. Having them take turns fucking you, asked Amy mischievously. Um, yes, but that's not what I meant. Oh? Shalonda had lowered her mouth to Tasha's breast and proceeded to suck on her hard nipple. Seeing that they were taking a break from story time, Nicole went ahead and leaned around to kiss Tasha passionately, while cupping Tasha's free breast in her hand. Don watched from the side as Amy worked her hand against Tasha's wet, naked body, fucking her fingers in and out of Tasha's pussy. His cock, already half-hard from listening to Tasha's story, quickly returned to full mast, but he was still quite content to sit back and watch. Amy leaned forward to get her mouth on the tit that Nicole was holding, while Nicole began to kiss and bite Tasha's neck. It didn't take long before Tasha was moaning and then crying out loudly as she came hard on Amy's hand. They kept at her, though, until she was coming again, this time longer and harder. When she pushed them back, Nicole proceeded to dump a bucket of cold water over Tasha. Naturally enough, this resulted in Tasha grabbing the slim black girl and pulling her down on the stone floor. Before another minute went by, Nicole was being mobbed by the other three girls, Tasha was between her legs, going down on Nicole's pussy, while Amy and Shalonda attacked Nicole's nipples with their lips, tongues and teeth. Don was admiring the tangle of wet, naked women on the stone floor, when he noticed that someone was standing in the door to the small room. The newcomer was a tiny brunette woman with long hair and not a stitch of clothing. He was pretty sure she was the serving girl who had accompanied Bridget with the news that Tasha had escaped. She was meekly standing in the doorway watching Don's four companions playing. Don thought she was very pretty and found her tiny, fit build extremely attractive. When she glanced over at him, he smiled and beckoned her to come in. As she took the few steps it took to come to him, Don saw that she was looking at his hard cock with clear interest. When she stopped in front of him, she said, I was sent to see if you needed anything, sir. What's your name? I'm Nina, sir, she said quietly. She was still looking at his prick. Who sent you, Nina? Daphne, sir. Don reached out and gently took the girl's hand. Were you supposed to do something specific for us? No, sir, she just said to make sure you had everything you need. Nina seemed fixated by Don's cock. More than a little amused by himself and the situation, Don asked, would you like to touch it? Oh, yes, sir. Don chuckled a little and said, well, go ahead. Don actually ignored the giggling, moaning and gasping group of women on the floor before him as he watched Nina inch closer and reach down to run her fingers over his rigid sex organ. Her delicate touch almost tickled as she explored his length. It's very big and hard, Nina breathed. What else would you like to do? Oh, sir, I would love to fuck it. Nina said eagerly, looking Don in the eyes for the first time. Oh, would you, he chuckled. I think that would be all right. With a surprising combination of determination and timidity, Nina quickly stepped in front of Don and turned around. With her feet on either side of his legs, she bent her knees and waist as if she were going to sit on his lap. 
Don held himself upright until he felt Nina's delicate fingers wrapping around the shaft. Then, he ran both hands over her tight, but and thin, muscular back. He felt her already very wet pussy being pushed against the head of his cock, and then, almost at once, he was inside Nina, as she sank down on him. Nina let out a happy whimper, as she took his thick sex into her. Don moved his hands over her petite frame, enjoying the feeling of her tiny body against his. Then Nina began to move up and down, and Don held onto her narrow waist to keep her on him. She was bouncing on his shaft when Don felt fingers brushing against the base of his cock. Looking around Nina's body and dark hair, Don saw that Tasha had crawled over and was now sucking at Nina's small breasts while she played with Nina's clit. This made Nina cry out happily and encouraged her to ride Don even more vigorously. At one point, she rode up high enough that he slipped out of her tight embrace. Nina let out a disappointed little sound but, before she could get a hold of him and shove him back in, Don felt Tasha's mouth on his cock. Tasha's hand milked his shaft while she sucked on him enthusiastically. Then he was being shoved back into Nina, who immediately went back to riding up and down on him. As soon as he came out again, Tasha caught his cock and went back to giving him an all-too-brief blowjob, before pushing him back into Nina. While Nina rode him, Tasha played with Nina's clit and toyed with Don's balls. When he felt Tasha's hands pushing his thighs further apart, he happily complied, simultaneously spreading Nina's legs wider. He was rewarded by feeling Tasha's tongue on the base of his cock and on his balls, as she alternated between those and licking at Nina's clit. To encourage Tasha to keep up with this, Nina leaned back against Don, not fucking him quite so energetically. Don reached around her to cup Nina's small breasts in his hands while rocking his pelvis to keep moving himself in and out of her grasping vagina. When he felt Nina shaking and trembling against him, with her pussy squeezing and pulling his cock, Don could hold out no longer. He groaned and let a heavy stream of cum shoot up inside Nina. He pumped again and again into her, emptying his balls for the second time that day. As he regained his wits, he felt Tasha's tongue on him, licking up the cum that leaked out of Nina. When the tiny girl pushed up, letting his cock slip free, Tasha quickly dove between her legs to lick and suck up the pearly treasure he'd left there for her. Soon, Nina was lying back on the bench as Tasha continued to go down on her. The little serving girl would be coming again soon, and Don was eyeing Tasha's backside as a good place to put his still hard cock. When he moved to put this idea into action though, he felt Nicole pushing him back. That's enough for you for the moment, Professor, Nicole said authoritatively. Let me look at those cuts of yours. Don had already noticed that he had stopped bleeding very quickly, and had guessed that the XYZ in his system would help him heal rapidly, so he wasn't particularly surprised when Nicole said, that's just incredible. Both of these cuts have almost closed up already not only don't you need stitches, which is good because we don't have anything to stitch you up with, but I'll bet you healed in a couple of days. Excellent. Don grinned. Let's get back to the good stuff. Hold on, she laughed. I don't want you to mess those wounds up by bumping into something or rolling over on them. I'll just bandage them to protect them a bit. While Nicole quickly wrapped his forearm and bandaged his shoulder, Tasha, Nina and the others moved into the larger bedroom, which had the distinct benefit of having something more comfortable to play upon than a stone floor and a wooden bench. Don found the sounds of their play extremely distracting. It didn't help matters that Nicole and he were quite naked, 
and her dark skin still glistened with droplets of water. Finishing up, she said, now try to take it a bit easy at least until tomorrow. This headache I've got is probably going to see to that, Don smiled as he ran a hand over her smooth thigh and up her side. I'm sure you've got a mild concussion, she nodded, while reaching down to take his cock in her hand for some idle stroking. Make sure you drink plenty of water. Yes, mm, he smiled. At that moment, the quartet in the other room hit a crescendo of passionate moaning interspersed with oh god. Fuck and yes, yes, yes. Nicole leaned in to kiss Don lightly on the lips. She smiled, said, while I've got you all to myself for the moment. And straddled his lap, her knees on either side of him on the bench. Don grinned up at her, as she took his hardness in her hand and guided it into her waiting pussy. As she sank down on him, he took her by the back of the neck and pulled her down so that he could give her a long, passionate kiss. She wrapped her arms around the back of his neck, and he ran his hands up her back. As their tongues moved against each other, questing and probing, their bodies moved against each other, Don's cock slipped in and out of Nicole's smooth, tight pussy, as her pelvis rocking against his abdomen. When they broke their kiss, Nicole smiled at him and asked, Are you sure you want to leave all this behind, Professor? This behind, he grinned as he dropped his hands to squeeze her ass. Well, that too, she laughed. If we get back to Earth, we should definitely look each other up. But you know what I mean, do you really want to give up this sexual paradise? It's more complicated than that, Don said. Both Tasha and I have people we'd like to see again, though she's certainly more motivated as far as that goes. She really does love Sarah and wants to get back to her. If Tasha weren't here I'd definitely want to get back home to see her eventually. Eventually, eh? Nicole smiled as she bobbed up and down on his hard shaft. Well, I'm certainly not saying I'm not enjoying the hell out of this place, Don said. To accentuate that thought he paused to revel in the feeling of her tight, wet embrace pumping his cock. But don't you think that after a while you're going to want to do more than wonder about having sex? Um, Nicole leaned and kissed the side of his neck as a tremor passed through her body, and then said, right at the moment I have to admit I'm not sure. This feels pretty damn good. Yeah, it does, smiled Don. Then, holding onto her ass, he stood up, hoisting Nicole up, impaled on his shaft. She laughed and promptly wrapped her legs around him. Taking a few quick steps across the chamber to the wall where there was no bench, Don leaned her back against the stone wall, and began to fuck in and out of her vigorously. Nicole grinned and said, yes, fuck me, professor. Slam that cock into me. His headache out of his consciousness, Don focused on doing just what Nicole said, driving in and out of her almost violently. Each thrust slapped her butt against the wall, and elicited an exclamation that was half grunt and half yes. After several minutes of Don's pile driving, she clenched her eyes closed and said, Oh God. Yes, fuck, damn yes. Fuck. She wrapped her arms and legs tightly around him, holding him tightly to and inside her, as she shook and trembled with her intense orgasm. Don merely held still, holding her up and enjoying the feeling of her body in his arms and wrapped around his sex. As she was slowly coming down, she smiled up at him and said, it's going to take me a long time to get tired of that. Don grinned and said, I know exactly what you mean. Hey, you're supposed to be taking it easy, she mock scolded. Put me down. 
Don lowered her and bent down enough to slip out of her slippery, wet embrace. Then, hand in hand they went to see what was going on in the outer room. As it turned out, the little girl-on-girl -girl orgy had subsided into a drowsy, cuddling almost nap. Nina had slipped away to report that the sisterhood's guests did not require anything else at this time. When Nicole and Don climbed onto the bed, Shalonda promptly reached out for Don's hard penis. Finding it slick with Nicole's juices, she lowered her head and began to lick and suck him clean. Apart from this little activity, though, everyone seemed inclined to rest a little. They all expected the evening to be quite raucous. Later, after everyone had at least dozed for a bit, it was Nicole who remembered that Tasha hadn't finished her story. So, Tasha finished telling them about her time with the men, including the bit about the double anal penetration which impressed everyone, and then went on to relate how she'd been tied up and frustrated, and what had happened when she gave in. Don had many questions along the way. Hearing about Tasha and sex was one of his favorite things. Tasha told how she'd essentially climbed out of a window and made her escape, which both amused and impressed everyone, and then about her encounter with the bull. Here, of course, Amy was able to add details, starting with, you should have seen her, bent forward, leaning against a tree while that big beast fucked her with his huge cock. The room was getting quite dark when Tasha got to the part about how she'd gone down on Amy and admitted, I'd like to have one of you put your hand in me like that. Amy grinned and said, well, there's no time like the present. Don, who, thanks to all the naked women and Tasha's sexy story, was now quite horny, was looking forward to seeing Tasha being pleasured by Amy and probably the other women. Unfortunately, at just that moment the room was filled with light as a torch-bearing Nina entered and said, the banquet is ready. Once they dressed in their respective action wear, as Tasha mischievously called it, they followed Nina through the halls of the ancient castle into the main hall. The large tables were heaped with flowers and bowls of fruit. The sisters stood to welcome them as they entered. Don noticed that they had taken off their armor and were now wearing decidedly feminine garb of a particularly skimpy bent. More than a few of the women were bare-breasted, and all of them seemed to be dressed so that easy access was guaranteed. At the far end of the hall, stood Daphne wearing a sheer black robe cinched around her waist with a silver cord. Her thick dark hair spilled loosely over her shoulders and down her back. As our honored guests, please accept this banquet in your honor, Daphne said and then actually bowed in Don's direction. The other sisters also bowed at their entrance. You honor us by your hospitality, sisters, Don answered. Nina led them to a table at the far end of the room, near the one by which Daphne and Bridget stood. As he drew near Daphne, Don caught her eye and smiled a bit smugly. She responded by smiling in return and nodding. When Don and his party of four women were seated, the sisters also sat and began to eat, drink and be merry. As he ate some grapes, Don turned to Tasha, who was sitting next to him and said, So, you seem to be enjoying the more exotic citizens of Eros. She grinned at him and said, We need to find you a harpy or a mermaid. And yeah, I'm doing my best to enjoy anything I can get my hands on. Smiling warmly, Don said, It suits you. We saw you with the satyrs by the way, twice. He told her briefly about spying her with them at their campsite, before they were about to try to rescue her and then seeing her in the wizard's mirror. He concluded by saying, I have to admit, I just love watching you have sex. 
Right back at YA, stud, she winked. I also have to admit that I'm starting to really enjoy being watched. I feel like I'm the star of a huge erotic adventure movie or something. I know exactly what you mean. But tell me more about this wizard. Don gave her the story of the wizard and his wife in a fairly brief synopsis, with far less detail than had been drawn out of her in regard to her adventures. When he was done he said, we'll go back there after this, to return the carpet, get some fresh clothes and try to figure out our next move. And to have more sex, I hope, she smiled impishly. Well, of course, Don laughed. Speaking of which, he gestured to the rest of the room. While at first the sisters had been content to talk about the events of the day and steal glances over at their guests while they ate, a few soon came over to talk to Don's companions. It didn't take long before Shalonda was making out with the tall woman with short, jet black hair, who had been guarding the gate earlier, and who now sported a purple bruise along her cheekbone and temple where Don's staff had struck her. Amy had removed her khaki shorts and unbuttoned her shirt, and was sitting up on the edge of the table while a sister busied herself licking Amy's pussy. Nicole had hiked her white skirt up a little, and was sitting on the face of sister, who was lying on the floor. All around the room, women were engaged in various acts of lesbian play. Don thought back to Nicole's comments earlier, and admitted that it would take him quite a long time to get tired of this place. He noticed that his headache was completely gone at about the same moment that he felt. Tasha's hand moving up his thigh. As he turned to smile at her, he noticed Daphne. The cool beauty was surveying the rest of the room aloofly. Our hostess isn't enjoying herself, Don said to Tasha. I'm not sure she knows how, Tasha said. Oh, she knows, Don laughed. I think she's got things on her mind. Why don't we go take care of some business with her? Tasha frowned at him in confusion, but took the hand he offered and followed him over to where Daphne sat at her table. You seem troubled, Daphne, Don said as he sat down next to her. Tasha sat down on the other side of the sister. I am wondering how what's happened today will affect the sisterhood, she nodded. Don took an empty cup, nodded at the pitcher of water in front of Daphne, and said, I'm thirsty. Daphne looked at him with murder in her eyes for a moment, but then reached for the pitcher and filled his glass. Seeing that Tasha had also set a cup in front of herself, Daphne filled that too. As I said earlier, Don said after taking a long drink of water, we intend to leave tomorrow. If anyone questions your authority, you will have the pleasure of correcting them. Daphne smiled with cold, but real amusement at the thought of quelling any insubordination. Then, she said, there is the problem of the bull. Now that he has been tamed, we cannot use his myth to keep our servants in order. Most of your servants stay here and serve you because that's what they want to do, Tasha said. Their submissive nature keeps them in check. You should let anyone who escapes on their own go anyway. In fact, I insist that you do, Don said seriously. However, Tasha added, I don't think you're fully appreciating the bull. I'm sure he would be happy to patrol the forest around here for you and help you defend yourselves if it came to that. Why would he do that? Daphne asked skeptically. We've never done anything but chase him away. Well, he's really quite pleasant, and he has needs that I'm sure some of the sisters would be happy to satisfy, Tasha smiled. I can assure you it's mutually satisfying. Daphne looked at Tasha and genuinely smiled, I really have underestimated you, pup. 
Why don't you make it a ritual, Don suggested. Either draw lots for who gets sacrificed to the bull, say once a week. They'll want to do it nightly once they give it a try, Tusha corrected. Don laughed, okay, well, either draw lots or make it a reward for success in a competition. Daphne thought about it for a moment, and then said, I can see how that would be acceptable. Tusha was telling me about the men you keep, Don changed the subject. She says they showed her wonderful hospitality. It seems to me that, in honor of my victory today, and to reward them for being so nice to Tusha, that you ought to let them join in the party tonight freely. You can tell them it's a one-night-only gift. Daphne scowled at this thought, but then nodded, saying, as you will. But first, I have a request. Tasha began. After Tasha explained what she had in mind, Daphne called for Bridget and gave some brief instructions, which the big blonde hurried to carry out. After waiting for a few minutes, while they watched the casual orgy around them, Daphne stood up and clapped for the sisters' attention. Surprisingly quickly the play stopped and the sisters looked to their leader. We are going to begin a new tradition tonight, in honor of our guests, and to commemorate the unmatched prowess of Don, a male. Come with me, sisters, out to the courtyard. To be continued. By Bradenton Larry for Literotica. Thanks for joining us for today's steamy story. Come back tomorrow for another tale of explicit romance and passion. We hope you found pleasure in today's story. Be sure to subscribe to Steamy Stories Podcast in your mobile podcasting app. Our podcast server and website also contains our full library of past episodes. Happy dreams.